This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Oh, you're not tiny? You're a dinosaur? Man, I was really off that time. Today, we are joined by my neighbor, Ramona the Rabbit. Ramona lives just down the street from me in a hole with her family. Thanks for coming, neighbor. A strange thing happened just before we started recording. Ramona had a bite of my chickpea spinach salad, and then her little rabbity lips got all red and itchy. She carries some medicine with her because this has happened before, but it's just now kicking in, so she's still not in the mood to talk. Ramona, there are some foods I can't eat either, and my son also can't eat certain foods. What about you at home? Are there any foods you can't eat? What about your friends? Well, I'll bet you know somebody or will meet somebody very soon who can't eat certain foods. Today's story is about just that. It's called Little Rabbit Can't Eat Clover. So, tiny people, dinosaurs, and Ramona, let's listen to our story. Okay, here we go. After dinner one night, Little Rabbit's tummy started aching. He clutched his furry torso with his paws and moaned. Little Rabbit's dad hopped over. You don't look so hot, he said. Let's have you lie down. Dad brought Little Rabbit to his bed and tucked him in. It was probably something you ate. Dad brought Little Rabbit a cup of hot tea and then sat beside him until he fell asleep. He'll feel better when the sun comes up. Dad assured himself. The next day, Little Rabbit did feel better. He went to school, and when it came time for show and tell, Little Rabbit showed off the four-leaf clover he'd found in the field near his home. The other Little Rabbits were impressed. Well, what are you going to do with it now? His friend Cicely asked him when show and tell was over. I guess I'll just eat it, Little Rabbit said with a grin, and popped the clover into his mouth. Cicely giggled. (laughs) I can't eat my show-and-tell, she said, holding up a garden spade. A few minutes later, when all the little rabbits were scampering about, collecting twigs for an art project, Little Rabbit's tummy started hurting, just like the night before. Little Rabbit clutched his tummy, whimpering, Cicely, go get Miss Constantinopolis, I'm really sick. Cicely hopped off and returned moments later with their flustered teacher. Ms. Constantinopolis called Little Rabbit's dad, who scooped him up, put him on his back, and scampered all the way over the hill to Cousin Isadora's house. Being cousins in Little Rabbit's community wasn't such a big deal. Everyone was cousins with everyone else. But Cousin Isadora was special because she helped rabbits when they weren't feeling well. Cousin Isadora was just finishing up with another patient as Little Rabbit and his dad hopped in. All right, like I said, if it's hurting when you kick your leg like that, just don't kick it that way. Kick it up instead. And make sure you keep up with those breathing exercises we talked about. It'll really keep you calm next time that fox comes by. Cousin Isadora's patient thanked her and hopped off. Cousin Truman, little rabbit, it's been too long. Haven't seen you since you had that thorn stuck in your paw. But you're not looking so good, little rabbit. What's the matter? My tummy, it's hurting so bad. It was hurting last night after dinner, too. 
Cousin Isadora felt Little Rabbit's head. Hmm, what have you eaten in the last 24 hours? Well, I had the clover stew my dad made, Little Rabbit said, looking up at his dad. Dad makes the best clover stew. Mm-hmm. And what did you eat today before you got sick? Well, this morning I had carrots and alfalfa. Then at school, I ate my four-leaf clover after I showed it to my class for show and tell. Aha! Cousin Isadora replied. It's the clover. It's rare, but I've seen it before. What's rare? What do you mean? Little Rabbit asked. Your body is reacting to the clover. It's making you sick. Unfortunately, these types of things can crop up at any time. Will he grow out of it? Little Rabbit's dad asked. Maybe, but it's unlikely. But don't worry, I know it seems like clovers are in everything, but... Wait, Little Rabbit said. You mean I can't eat clovers? Ever? I'm afraid so. You'll have to avoid it forever, Cousin Isadora said quietly. But to Little Rabbit's ears, it sounded like, Forever, forever. But we can test you every year or so to see if you can tolerate it. You might grow out of it. Cousin Isadora gave Little Rabbit and Truman a hug and pressed a list of clover-free recipes into Little Rabbit's dad's paw. Come see me if you have another reaction, she called as they hopped away. The next week at school was a blur. Little Rabbit was astonished by how much time and energy it took to avoid eating clover. At snack time one day, Cicely offered Little Rabbit a piece of her turnip cake. Just before Little Rabbit took a nibble, he spied a sliver of green. Oh, Cicely exclaimed, smacking her head with her paw. Oh, I forgot. My mom put clovers in the cake. I'm sorry. It's okay, Little Rabbit said. At home, things were just as challenging. Little Rabbit's dad scrambled to find substitutes for clovers in all of his best recipes. Sometimes his new creations were less than appetizing. Little Rabbit loved spinach, but it just couldn't take the place of clovers in Dad's clover stew. And rutabaga pudding just didn't have quite the zing of clover pudding. Then came Cicely's birthday at school. Little Rabbit had a hunch he wouldn't be able to eat Cicely's birthday muffins because clover was always everyone's favorite muffin flavor. So he packed himself some extra blackberries as a little treat. It's no big deal, he told himself. At snack time, Cicely's mom, Miss Tanya, came into the class carrying a big basket full of muffins. Little Rabbit took out his container of blackberries. The container had been jostled around in his knapsack and the blackberries were all smushed. They're all going the same place, Little Rabbit thought, popping one into his mouth. Yum. All the other little rabbits ran over to Miss Tanya's basket and clapped their paws together in excitement. Their little puffy tails wiggled as they waited for their muffins. Little Rabbit munched on his delicious blackberries. Then, Miss Tanya said loudly, I can't wait for everyone to try these clover-free celery mint muffins. Cicely specifically asked me to make these for her birthday, she went on. But Little Rabbit could hardly hear anymore. He'd been so exhausted by trying to avoid eating clover 
He felt like he'd never be able to join in a celebration again. He felt tears well up in his eyes. He glanced over at Cicely, who smiled shyly back at him. Mm-mm. The celery mint muffins were incredible. Everyone was blown away by how delicious they were, and Ms. Tanya ended up handing out copies of the recipe to all the little rabbit's parents. Turned out, Ms. Tanya couldn't eat alfalfa and knew all about how to get creative in the kitchen. She gave Little Rabbit's dad a book of recipes she'd put together over the years, many of which were clover-free. Over the next few months, Little Rabbit grew accustomed to eating a little bit differently than everyone else. It no longer bothered him, and it was actually pretty cool to show up at school with snacks nobody had ever seen before. All the other little rabbits would gather around and take tiny nibbles and ask him about the different flavors. Little Rabbit's dad got better at cooking without clover and perfected a chicory stew that put all others to shame. Little Rabbit also found that instead of feeling distant from his friends, he felt closer than ever. Hey Ramona, I can see that you're smiling even though your lips are still a bit itchy. This story makes me happy too because it highlights how there's usually a silver lining when things happen in life. At first, Little Rabbit thought that being unable to eat clovers would just be a negative thing. But in the end, it showed him how thoughtful his friends and family really were. It made him feel closer to the rabbits around him. Special thanks today go out to Birdie the Bumblebee for tending to my flowers while I was on vacation last week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Little Stories for Tiny People. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and their children who may also have some things they can't eat. And I'd love to hear your feedback on this story. You can visit our website at littlestoriestinypeople.com. You can also find us on Facebook. I'll be back in two weeks with a new story to share.